Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And the Indianapolis Indians are on the clock because the Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at uh, Tony Katz. This, this, this is this is all, all new. Breaking today. And they, they put out the tweet. And it says, together we are all... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, gosh, there's a video. Oh, producer Ari, there's a video. You want to hear the video? I've heard it already. I haven't heard the video. Why wasn't I notified? Tom Hanks is in it. If there's a video about Cleveland that Tom Hanks is in and Drew Carey isn't, screw all this. So before I watch it, is Drew Carey in this video? Uh, unless he was hiding in the background like a like a Where's Waldo situation, then I do not believe so. Savagery. We are a city on the rise. Oh, stop it right there. By the way, what does Tom Hanks have to do with... Uh... He has to be from there. Has to be. Oh, you think? There's no other way. That's true, right? He, well, I have never heard him being no, from... No, he's from Concord, California. Wait, why is he doing this? I don't know, because I never heard him being from Ohio before. That has never, ever been mentioned. That he is from Ohio. Oh, he studied theater there. What is that? That's not the same. It's not. Yeah, that that's, is that's absolutely, bad bad positively, not the same. Oh, man. Cleveland, you guys can ruin anything, I tell you. Absolutely anything. We are a city on the rise. Forging into the future from our ironed out past. We are a city of fire and water, of trees and towers, built through generations of blue collars and the brightest scholars, and all of those who have worked harder. We hold tight to our roots and set our sights on tomorrow. This is our team that has stood with our city for more than a century, from Old Municipal to the corner of Carnegie. A team that has seen its own progress and prosperity. Its history flows like the river through the heart of the city. A history that has given us miraculous moments. Moments that span years and others 22 games. Wow, it's a lot of pomp and circumstance to say we changed our name. Very saccharine. But they're calling themselves the Guardians. We are all Cleveland Guardians. And I got to tell you, I don't even like the way Guardians is written. But Indianapolis is on the clock. Never mind the rest of it. Like, by the way, Tom Hanks did a very good job of the read there. I was sucked in for a moment. I really was. Um, I, I can't stand the font of Guardians because it's kind of, is, is it a Q? Is it a backwards P? There's a lot going on there. The logo is bizarre as well. Yeah, it, it, it looks terrible. But now what does Indianapolis do? What does Indianapolis do? They're the Indianapolis Indians. Minor league team. 
Are they going to change their name? Do they need to change their name? Do we care? Now, I will tell you that I don't care if a team changes their name. Means nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. If, if the Indianapolis Colts were now the, the, the Indianapolis poopy heads, uh, whatever. Whatever. I can't, I can't bring myself to worry about it or think about it or anything else. It's fine by me. But I don't, I don't even know if it affects fan bases. But now, if, if you're a holdout, we're like, no, 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 we're going to call ourselves the Atlanta Braves. We're going to call ourselves the Indianapolis Indians. All of a sudden, your sponsors say, well, we can't, we can't be associated with such a name. Has anybody taken to the point that we are quite literally erasing Indians from our history? It's just erase, erase. No, 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 can't, can't show you that. Erase, erase, erase. Isn't that what they said about when you removed Aunt Jemima from the syrup and Uncle Ben from the rice? You're erasing black people. Erase, erase, erase. I haven't heard yet whether or not Native American tribes are infuriated by such a thing or they're delighted or whatever. There are things that honestly don't affect. Now, you can make the argument that culturally... All of these things have an effect, but I could also say to you, is it really so bad that the things changed? Uh, let's say it a little bit differently. Did you expect it to be this way for forever? Major League Baseball is here. What happens in 50 years when Major League Baseball is replaced by another league? It's possible. The ABA was forever until the NBA came along. Things change and morph. It's like the statues conversation. Should a statue of Robert E. Lee be up? Well, I don't know. I think we could talk about it. But I know that a statue of Robert E. Lee should not be torn down by an angry mob. Should a statue of Thomas Jefferson be up? Yes, all the time. That's not the point. It shouldn't be torn down by an angry mob or have spray paint put on it. Should a statue of Frederick Douglass be up on every freaking street corner? Shouldn't be torn down by an angry mob. The conversation is not in the changes of the things, but it is in how the change takes place. This is the difference between the rational mind and the emotional irrational one. This is the difference, and, and, and ask yourself if this is the difference, between you and some of the people you see on TV, some of the people you know at work, some of your friends. You rationally want to ask yourself, should this be here? I think the people who say, oh, this is just ridiculous. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe it's not ridiculous. The, the naming of a team where you do not own the team does not affect you. Now, if the name of the team were to be um, uh, something that was purposefully insulting to you, maybe you could care. By the way, a great uh, tweet out there. It shows Elizabeth Warren, and it says, one 1,024th Guardian. That's pretty funny. Daily Wire, good on you guys. You can make that argument. But you, you, I mean, I had to invent a, a, a subject. You don't care. 
But when we talk about this, for example, from the, the view of conservatism, yes, conservatism is based on a concept of conserving. But what it is that we're conserving is not the name Cleveland Indians. You don't care. Unless you're watching Major League, you don't care. Somebody get Joe Boo his rum. The concept of conserving is the ideal. If you want to know where the conservative, I I would argue, is and should be on this subject, it is whether or not a rational conversation took place to the need of the name change to begin with. And you could say to me, well, they got a lot of pressure. And I'll say to you, a lot of pressure has been something that's happened uh, often in history. You know, King George got a lot of pressure to let those uh, weird colonists just do their own thing. The argument isn't that they saw that, man, people don't like this kind of name anymore. Maybe this isn't what they should be calling themselves. Now, you could argue, you know what, I've got no opinion on this. It doesn't matter to me at all. Okay. Other people who utilize the voice said it does. Does it bother you that Ben and Jerry's has decided not to sell in Israel anymore? Maybe not. Maybe you're still buying Ben and Jerry's. Me, I'm not. There'll be no Ben and Jerry's. There will be no concept of Ben and Jerry's in in my life. These anti-Semites from Ben and Jerry's and Unilever. And so we're clear, it's anti-Semitism. It is Jew hate. This clear connection to boycott, divestment, and sanction is not about Israeli policy. It's about the destruction of Israel and the death of Jews. That's what it's about. Policy would be, I don't think they should have these settlements here, and here's the problem with settlements, and here's where the Palestinians may have a point, and that's a policy. That's a policy conversation, which Ben and Jerry's never brought up when they said, we're not selling to Israel because we're not going to support occupied Palestinian territory. You, you mean Israel, which you're now renaming as the BDS people want you to, who see this as a huge victory, by the way. I want to put pressure on Unilever and Ben and Jerry's not to be such Jew-hating bastards. Yeah, I have no quarter on this subject, and I'm, and I'm fine. Like, I'm totally fine with it. I do it with a smile on my face. I, I cannot begin to tell you how disgusted I am uh, with, with, with these people and the supporters uh, therein. But I, 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 want, I want them to feel the pressure. I'm going to do it economically. I'm not, I'm not buying their ice cream. Now, maybe they'll never feel it, but I got to do what I can. So it's okay in some situations, but not in other situations. The Cleveland organization, baseball organization, looked at this and said, does that name really mean that much to us? Is there that much attention to it? you think it could be something else? Think we could change that around? What do you think the impact will be? And then they weighed it. What, they, they did it on the fly? We've seen people do it on the fly. That was the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins did it on the fly, named themselves the Washington football team because they didn't have any other name. They're now crowdsourcing what a name should be. They just happened to get lucky that calling themselves the Washington football team is quite literally the best name they can call themselves. I love it. The, the numbers on, on, the, on the helmets and everything else, Producer Ari, you pay more attention to sports than I do. Tell me that doesn't look sweet as hell. The helmet looks sweet. I think the name is kind of weird. Just keep the helmets if you change the name. Yeah, but I don't think there's no name that'll satisfy, so why try? I, I don't know. Just I, I like uh, like when New Orleans decided to become the New Orleans Pelicans, 
I thought that was amazing. It was so unique. I love unique attempts. So the, so New Orleans became the Pelicans because they were the Jazz, and the Jazz moved to Utah, and then a team moved in? They were the Hornets, and then the Hornets went to Charlotte. It's, you know what? Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, it's why the Lakers are the Lakers, despite there being no lakes in California. Because they were from Minnesota. That's correct. There you go. That is correct. See, I know I know things. Conservatism should ask, you know, if they're asking about this name change, what is it? And the only question that should really come is, well, was it done out of fear? Wasn't done out of fear, right? Do this or die. And it was done for, for a business reason, an economic reason, a principled stance that the owners took of their own free volition, even though there was certainly pressure. As we would put pressure on Ben and Jerry's. That's fine. But as for what the Indianapolis Indians do, hell if I know. Oh, they're so hosed. They're so totally hosed. Because now that now they got to do something. How wait is there is there anything on their on their website? Hold on, I'm looking it up, guys. I'm looking I'm looking it up. Indianapolis Indians tickets on sale. Um, do, do they even have a website? Yes. And then they've they've got Twitter. I used to it's, work there. I promise they have a website. IndieIndians.com. You're right. IndieIndians.com. I wonder if they... Now, all they talk about is uh, Marvel Superhero Night with Black Widow. Uh, That's taking place uh, uh, on Saturday. Nope, they've got no mention of it as of yet. They're going to have to change their name. Now, you see, they're going to feel the pressure from what Cleveland did and said, okay, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. Just so we don't have a problem. Now, that, you can argue, is in haste. You know, it would have been better for them if they had done it first. Because they're going to be damned if they do and damned if they don't. And no one's going to be happy with the name. They are so completely screwed. Screwed. Oh, good Lord. Meanwhile, I'm not changing my name. I'm Tony Katz. Again, I am in full support of those priests and of those bishops who don't feel that they have to give communion to people who actively support abortion. Speaker Pelosi can talk about being a devout Catholic all she wants, and I do not get to deny her that. She says she's a devout Catholic, she's a devout Catholic. But how in the world does she explain this to her priest, her pastor, or her bishop? Over to the Senate, we'll see. Uh, it may be. No, I'm sorry. I think you misunderstood. It, it's, it's, a, it's a bill to, to prohibit taxpayer-funded abortions, to, to have money go to taxpayer-funded abortions. Well, that's in the law for Medicaid. You're talking about Medicaid. That's in the law. What we have in our bill is to overturn that. There's no need to have that. That is the law now. Hmm? And the reasons why to have it overturned? Because it's an issue of health. 
of many women in America, especially those uh, in uh, uh, lower income situations and in uh, different states. And uh, it is something that has been a priority for many of us a long time. Uh, as a devout Catholic and mother of five in six years, uh, I uh, feel that God blessed my husband and me with our beautiful family, five children, six years almost to the day. But that may not be what we should, it's not up to me to dictate that that's what other people should do. And it, it's an issue of, of fairness and uh, justice for poor women in, in our country. No, it's not. Yes, ma'am. No, 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 it's not. But neither here nor there. Devout Catholic, it's an issue of fairness to be able to have taxpayer-funded abortions. Uh, and then you say it's a matter of health. And we should be clear that there could be moments where it's a matter of health. In most cases, that's not the case. Let's start breaking down every bit of data and let's find out what we think. But regardless of your position on abortion, your legal position on abortion, the church has a position on abortion. I don't know how you say devout Catholic can do that, but I'm not the one who gets to decide. But a bishop saying, yeah, I'm not doing that. The bishop isn't allowed to do that? Let me stand uh, very firmly with the bishops on at least this one subject. The bishop can decide who they give communion to, and if you don't like it, too bad. The bishop makes that call. They're the bishop. And if you're going to get into a conversation of, well, you know, they're probably just a bunch of pedophiles anyway. Well, first, holy cow, what a thing to say about another person without any proof. And secondly, so you don't care that she's a devout Catholic. She doesn't care that she's a devout Catholic because the religion is nothing more than a shield to anybody who should say, how dare you? And doesn't actually have any basis or value in that person's life or the person who wants to so easily dismiss it or attack it. The bishop says no, it's a no. I'm cool with it. I am totally cool with it. But I don't know how Pelosi says this. I, I really don't, but that's for her and her bishop and her pastor and her priest, whoever it may be. Movie heroes, they're everywhere. We've got the list of the most popular ones, and this list is all wrong. This is Tony Katz today. Is the peanut butter porter from Four Day Ray any good? My wife sends me a photo. Reporter people over here. She likes uh, the, the the darker beers. Love that woman. And and so it's a photo from from Meyer. And there is uh, a uh, grapefruit IPA. Well, that's full to the gills. You can buy as many of those as, as you want. 
And then uh, there's the peanut butter porter, and there's like one four-pack or two four-packs left. And then there's a blood orange blonde, uh, which is a golden ale, and a blonde ale, and there's a ton of those. So I guess the peanut butter is pretty popular. I just want to know if anybody's had it uh, before. Let me know uh, on the social medias, if you will. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, it's good to be with you. It's going to be a good weekend for beer. It's going to be wicked hot. It's going to be crazy humid. And I don't know if peanut butter works in that kind of heat. It's just... Uh, I, I'll try the blood orange. I am gonna like that in in uh, in in beer, but the IPA stuff. We're all kidding ourselves. IPAs are not good. Wait, let me let me rephrase. I'm sure there's an IPA that is good, but not so many. There's there's no need for so many IPAs. It's ridiculous. It's the dumbing down of taste buds, guys. I'm just, I'm going full in. I'm just jumping right, right into the thing. Dumbing down of taste buds, it's terrible. There, I've said it. Porters, stouts, brown ales. One man, one man's theory. I mean, you could do other ones, but enough with the IPAs. Senator Klobuchar has introduced the most Orwellian bill possible. It's actually obscene. The senator from Minnesota who um, uh, is is eating salads with staplers. That actually happened on a plane. Uh, she has introduced a bill to say, sorry, Facebook, you cannot have protections if you're going to spread misinformation. Here is her tweet. America needs facts, not fiction about the coronavirus. Dr. Fauci has consistently put public health first and fought the spread of misinformation. His leadership should be applauded, not distorted to score political points. Understand what's happening here. What's happening here is that Senator Amy Klobuchar is running interference for a government official because another senator, Rand Paul, fully explained that he, Dr. Fauci, got caught in a lie about funding the Wuhan lab on coronaviruses. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. Microphone. Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. And I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among animals is gain of function. Understand even the Washington Post has said, yeah, of course you funded the lab. Never mind that he's denying what gain of function is. And he can play in a technical pursuit if he chooses. I'm not going to be able to compete with him on a technical pursuit. But in a logical, rational conversation, 
It doesn't matter that the NIH gave the money to a group called EchoPoint that gave the money to the lab in Wuhan. You funded the lab. The Wuhan people admit it. You funded the lab. Well, of course they're going to admit it because it hurts the United States, but it still happened. Amy Klobuchar is running interference for Anthony Fauci. That's pretty ugly in and of itself. Dr. Fauci has been a place of misinformation and confusion. We only have to go back to, oh, you don't need masks. Oh, wait, 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 change that. You need masks. As a matter of fact, everyone has to wear a mask, even if they've had uh, the, uh, the vaccine. Well, not if you've had the vaccine. No, no, wait, let me take that back, even if you had the vaccine. Well, you know, the masks don't actually stop COVID. Look, just put on the blanket mask, you jerk. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to question masks or vaccines or anything. As Brandon Morse puts out very well, at least in headline, over at redstate.com, dissent is the highest form of patriotism, but not online. Remember when dissent mattered? Remember when dissent was a, was a big blanking deal? Now... You're not allowed. Now it's verboten. He brings up a great point here. What Senator Klobuchar now wants to do, introducing this bill that would strip protections from social media sites that engage in health misinformation. We're not talking about misinformation. We're talking about information they disapprove of. Welcome, my friends, to the Orwellian stage of America. You just witnessed it. A piece of legislation to take away protections, the 230 protections that President Trump has been talking about getting rid of for forever. The 230 protections are what allow the platforms like uh, Facebook, like like the Twitter, to have content that's disreputable or, or, or violent or whatever, and they're not held accountable because they're a platform, not a publisher. The problem is they've been acting like publishers, and if they want to act like publishers, they should lose the 230 protections, and they should have to deal with the consequences of their actions. I'm all in favor of this. Based on their actions, what Senator Klobuchar has said is, we take away your rights based on what we deem acceptable. That is the Orwellian move. That is the moment of the Orwellian shift codified by a U.S. senator who should be immediately removed from all committees. If Chuck Schumer had an ounce of decency, an ounce, that's all it would take. Just a simple ounce, she'd be bounced she'd be gone, and rightfully so. It's, it's, it's frightening. It's sick. It is twisted. It is, it is every reason why you are not them. Look, I, I never ask if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I got to assume that the majority of people who listen to this show are conservatives. But I know for a fact that there are this, this, this broad base of independents and independent-minded thinkers. And we have people on the political left. They disagree with me, but they appreciate how the presentation is given. 
We're not screaming. We're not yelling. We're not, none of that craziness. It's we're we're just breaking it down in the, in this in this rational way. I ask you right now: Do you support the idea of Congress deciding? The federal government deciding, and since it wouldn't be Congress because they're too busy doing other things, we'd have to create some kind of agency, or maybe we'll just call it a ministry. Maybe it may be a ministry of, of, of truth. Huh. I wonder if I look up ministry of truth, what I would, what I would find. Oh, that's right. The book 1984. We're here. I did not invent anything. I am not engaged in a miscalculation. I am not engaged in a misinterpretation. I am putting forth no misinformation. I have taken what it is that Senator Amy Klobuchar said, and I have simply asked how it would be applied. And the result is where we started. The Orwellian chapter of American society has begun. If I were you, I would vote differently in the midterms. Now, if I was a Republican in the Senate, not only would I have walked into her office and asked her if she's out of her holy damn mind, there is not a television camera or microphone that could be near me where I wasn't excoriating her on a personal level. I would be saying how absolutely ignorant Senator Klobuchar is, what a dumb woman she is, what a nasty lowlife she is, how hateful she is, how violent she is. I would be discussing how she needs to be thrown out of the Senate and that Chuck Schumer is a two-bit no-rent coward for not doing it. I would be discussing this Orwellian chapter of America and saying it has to close immediately. And people like Amy Klobuchar in her dense way have to be gone she's too ignorant and too dangerous to be a senator and damn the people of minnesota for allowing someone like her into our chambers but you know what i can't get mad at them who would have known that she was this despicable if i was a senator that's exactly what i'd be saying i'd be non-stop I'd be nonstop. And when they tell me, you know, you can't speak about a woman like that, I would tell that reporter to go to hell and bring their family with them. You want to talk about a ministry of truth in the United States of America, and I'm wrong for pointing out that she's a dense, daft, dumb woman? Chuck Schumer's a dense, daft, dumb man. What next? And then I would laugh myself silly, smoke a cigar, and walk away. Seriously, Producer Ari, I should run for Senate. Eh. I'd have a ball. Maybe. You'd, you'd be my communications director. I'm you'd not have to send out job. all the apologies. I'm not taking that job. Oh. Uh, Senator Katz's rant on, uh, on uh, July the 23rd was totally awesome, and we here in the office loved it. We're trying to keep our jobs. That's all. Bye-bye. Go Bucks. I like the end. <laughs> but no one's going to do it. No Republican's going to do it. Sorry, what she said is obscene. Do you know how often I use the word dumb on radio? I don't use the dumb on radio. I don't, because it ends conversations. And maybe that's even the wrong word to utilize with her. Disgusting, despicable, ignorant, a fool, a danger, a threat, gross. Yeah, those all work. Those all work for Amy Klobuchar. 
Now, there's a lot of news out there and a lot of things being covered, but a lot of things not. For example, big networks are not covering President Trump's rallies. Newsmax is covering them live. You tune into Newsmax for President Trump's big rally live Saturday from Phoenix. You text the word REMIND, R-E-M-I-N-D, REMIND, 39747, and Newsmax will send you all the information on the rally, when to see it, what's happening. You text REMIND to 39747, and tonight on Newsmax, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith, they're talking about our voting system and the flaws therein. Newsmax is on all the major cable systems. Check your local cable guide, or you can watch Newsmax on Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. And you can download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Watch President Trump's rally this Saturday live on Newsmax. Text the word REMIND to 39747, and Newsmax is going to send you the info and breaking news on Trump. Millions of Americans are watching Newsmax. Text REMIND to 39747 to watch President Trump this weekend. Check out Newsmax, the great shows with Spicer and Company, Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Cortez and Pellegrino, and a lot more. Watch Newsmax today. So I'm a sucker for a good list. Oh, I love a good list. And there's a site called Online Bingo. It's out of the UK. And they have a list of the 10 most popular movie heroes. This list is not correct. But I have to share it with you so you can hear it for yourself. As with all lists, nobody's ever going to agree 100%. But this list is just wrong. And I need to check it with producer Ari to see if indeed I'm right. Are you ready, producer Ari? Let's do it. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. And remember, this is out of the UK. So number 10 on the list is Black Widow. That's that's a comic book character, not a movie character. Uh, no, no, no. You know what they mean. You know what they mean. When they say movie hero, they're talking about it. They're all in this kind of world. Regardless, N- terrible. Not Does not deserve to be in the top 10 by any means. The movie was bad? The movie was fine, but like she's probably like the seventh most heroic person on the Avengers. You're telling me that she's tenth all time in the history of movies? Ha 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 ha! My fake laugh says. Number nine is Hermione Granger. That's not bad. Oh, you're okay with the Harry Potter thing? I I'm not okay with any books based on movies based on books being in here, but I, these are the rules I've been given. Number eight is Deadpool. Oh my god! This is continue. Number seven. Robin Hood. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. N- number six is Wonder Woman. I, okay. Number five is Superman. Okay. See, this is where I'm getting all confused. Why aren't we seeing more Marvel characters in here? Yeah, Deadpool and Black Widow, but number four, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, that's, I'm actually, you know what? That's a good one. I'm cool with that. It is the only cool one in the list because number three is Peter Parker. Well, Spider-Man, yeah, which is Marvel. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm dying to hear the top three because I like can name 10 right now who are better. Oh, hold on, wait. Let, let's see. You name you name yours and we'll see if any of yours made the list. I've already, That was number three. Peter Parker was number three. So I'll leave the top two. You give me your list. Okay. Well, Luke Skywalker, Indiana Jones, uh, James Bond, uh, Sarah Connor, uh, John McClane. Uh, Ripley from Alien, 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. Those are those are ones. That's I- a wicked good list. That is a wicked good list right there. That that's that's very very uh, I- I- impressive. Um, uh, my list: Hannibal Lecter. He's not a hero. He's not the hero. No, he's. Oh, a, are you I kidding me? Mo- I watched that movie wrong. <laughs> yeah. When you watch the Karate Kid, who do you root for? Oh, I I am not on the Zabka train. Okay, good. I love the people who are like well, you know was it William Zabka? Yeah. And, I'll tell you what though, the how popular Cobra Kai is on Netflix. That's not a joke. People are nuts about that show. They those guys will have careers after this. Like I think you'll see them in other things again. Machi will be back, and Zabka will definitely be in things. By the way, number two on this list of movie heroes, Batman. Okay. And number one producer Ari. Yeah. Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter's a good one, but like, that's a bizarre list. Your list is better. Your list is better. Producer Ari will put that out for everybody. His list of the top ten most popular movie heroes, the most important ones. Monday, everyone. I'm Tony Katz. Take care.